The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. Wonder if texting and driving is an issue in Dubai. Or if that's something that we've just got nailed down here in North America. A survey out just last week surveyed just over a thousand Canadians and found that while a majority of the participants, 92%, were either aware or very aware of distracted driving laws in their province, in our country, 25% of those polled indicated they checked their messages while operating a moving vehicle. Let's 25% admitted to reading or sending text messages. 41% responded, said they were likely or somewhat likely to check messages when stopped at a red light because it was safer then. We go to one of the experts about what the situation is really like on Edmonton's city streets. I know just last week or the week before, Lorraine Sommerfeld, who's a car expert, was on with Jalen Nye talking about enough is enough with distracted driving in construction zones. Lives are being lost because people need to send that smiley emoji of people who are out there just trying to get through their workday so that they can back to home to see their families just like we all want to do. And it was a really powerful conversation. And now we have Constable Scott Selstead, who's a member of the traffic section with the Southwest Division of EPS. Good afternoon, Constable. Good afternoon, Kelsey. Thanks for having me. I really appreciate your time here. I think we still obviously need to clarify what some of the rules are. I know there's been many conversations in past about what we should be setting fines and demerit points at to really finalize this for everyone in their mind. Like we need something that is just going to prevent that urge from picking up your phone. Well, even if it's just that quick look to see if, if your wife got back to you that she's the one that's going to grab groceries or not. And we never think it's going to be all that bad until something horrific happens. Can you just lay out currently where the fines stand for us with, with EPS? Okay, well, it's not with this, uh, with EPS. It's with the, the province sets the, uh, the fines, uh, for Alberta. And the fines are set at $287 for distracted driving. And so that's any type of holding, manipulating, or viewing your cellular device. Anything capable of sending a radio communication or a telecommunication. Um, so that's a $287 fine and three demerits on your license. Um, I noticed that uh, you referred to the 41% will uh, view their cell phone while stopped at a red light. Uh, in Alberta, that's still a violation. That's still taking your eyes off the road. Um, and then that's where it's set at. It's not, by, not set by the, uh, any individual police service or, uh, or city for that matter. Right, absolutely. Uh, I, I remember being totally shocked. I was driving in a car with my aunt and we were in gridlock traffic. We had the parking brake on in, in the middle of a highway and she was quickly calling her doctor to let her know that she wasn't making her appointment. And an officer came up on a motorcycle and ticketed her right there for distracted driving. And we just thought, really? Like, we're not, there's no way we can move right now. But we were reinformed that the law is the law. Yeah, yeah. While you're operating that vehicle, whether you are parked on a highway, someone could walk in front of you. Some little child could walk on that opposite corner where you don't realize, and you see traffic start to go. So you start to go because that's all you've been looking at is the vehicle ahead of you. You're not watching everything because you've been distracted by your phone by that split second, and that's all it takes sometimes. 
You referred back to that study, and I thought this was interesting. This was a follow-up question. So when people were told that 310 Canadians have died as a result of distracted driving, based on, that's on the National Collision Database stats from 2016, 44 of the percent of the respondents said they would change their driving habits. Just putting that number on it, actually picturing people losing their lives, was enough for them for something to click. Is that what yeah. needs to be a part of this conversation? Uh, do we do we need more of that messaging out there about how truly fatal it is? Uh, I think so too, and I think that number might be a little higher than what they report because uh, that's just proven. There's probably a lot of collisions where we actually can't prove that it was a, a cell phone or a uh, interior car distraction that actually caused the collision. Um, so that number is higher, but yes, I think that uh, a campaign to uh, put out the awareness of the number of fatalities that happen within Canada, even within North America, because we have very similar driving patterns in North America. Now across the pond, uh, like the world travelers you had on before, I don't know the rules all over the world, but uh, in North America, we're very, very similar. My mother is from a different generation. She's not someone who's glued to her phone constantly. She'll leave it at home for the entire workday to everyone else's frustration. And yesterday, I was ta- she was on her Bluetooth for the first time ever. She's got a new vehicle and she's using her Bluetooth. She was very excited, but she was driving and a police officer pulled up beside her at the light. She panicked and hung up on me. And when I talked to her later in the night, she said, I didn't want to be find for distracted driving and I thought it was interesting because I don't believe Bluetooth is considered distracted driving she's following the rules but that was one of the original conversations that happened when cell phones first became so commonplace was that when you're talking on the phone it's taking you to a different headspace you're not present would you like to see Bluetooth as part of this legislation I don't know if we need to go to that extreme. I, I do agree that uh, it does take you to a bit of a different headspace, um, but it's not a whole lot different than you coming home after picking up two kids from school and you're wanting to hear both of their days and how their day at school went. It's still a distraction, but I think I think there's only so much we can legislate and so much we can limit um, without it being you know four individual compartments inside of a vehicle and no one's allowed to talk to anybody. I think there's there's limitations on on that type of control, but there are you still have to be cognizant of the the amount of distractions that can happen within your car from the radio, the child in the back seat, you know, talking to the lady beside you or your your husband beside you or whatever. There's lots of distractions that can occur. What power do you have right now? I, I would I would probably suggest that many would agree we're not going far enough to prevent people from texting and driving, catching them in the act. So if I'm driving down the white mud, and I've, I've, I still very clearly remember when the billboard campaign came out with crotches kill, and it showed that light shining on the person's face as they look down at their crotch while they're driving. So if I'm doing that, if I'm hiding my phone on my lap, and it's pretty obvious that I'm texting, lights go on behind me, I pull over and I say, no officer, I wasn't on my phone. Is it my word against yours? It is your word against uh, the officer, but uh, for the most part, I believe that all EPS members are very cognizant of the fact that they have to see the phone. We we pull over lots of people, and, and just maybe out of that, uh, you know, just that that concept of just letting them know that we know we could see the glow, but we're not going to ticket you for that offense right now. But we know that you had your cell phone on. We know that you you were distracted by some means. Um, but most members um, have to see the cell phone, have to see the actual device before we would issue any type of a violation ticket.
What good is it in us if we if we see someone distracted driving, if they have the phone right to their ear, and a lot of people are just that blatant about it in uh, in during rush hour commutes? Does it do us any good to call nine one one or the non emergency line? Um, if their driving pattern is, is, is heinous, it, it, if it's really bad and they're almost hitting vehicles as they're driving, um, yeah, he, he's a little bit beyond distracted. Um, but if you're in, you know, like you said, rush hour traffic, there's no way we're going to get there safely to catch him on his phone. Uh, and then it still has to be your word against, uh, you know, his in the end because we're not going to be able to see it by the time we get there. We do have the ability to take a traffic complaint. So if you obtain the, the make and model of the vehicle, the license plate number of the vehicle, you can uh, attend a station or you can call our non-emergency line, the 780-423-4567 number, and you can uh, provide a statement and attend a uh, station and provide a written statement against that driver. And we would evaluate it on the surface and then uh, determine whether we would issue a ticket uh, to that the owner of that motor vehicle. Unfortunately, it has to be the owner, not the driver, because we don't know who the identity of the driver is. Um, the option would be to issue a ticket, but it would be your word against theirs, so you would be required to go to court to provide the evidence against that driver. We just got a really fair question on the text line that I've often wondered. Do you have the right to confiscate my cell phone if I deny being on my phone? Do you have the right to go and look at the timestamp and see that three minutes beforehand I've sent a text? Uh, no, not for a Traffic Safety Act violation. We do not have the right to seize your vehicle or confiscate it in any way. We've had a Rob texted in saying, it's not just phones. My daughter was has also received a distracted driving ticket just for adjusting the radio while stopped at a red light. Is that an extreme? Do you think maybe there was something more to that story? I think there's a, another version of the story that might be more accurate. Um, <laughs> the dad doesn't a radio. need to know about? Yeah, and more than likely she wasn't adjusting the radio. She was probably adjusting the Bluetooth on her phone to change the song that plays through the radio, which is now the distraction because she's using her phone or her iPod to adjust the actual in-car stereo system. So it's a little different variation of the same story, but uh, different. Yeah, so many people are texting saying we just, we need either, the I don't know if we ever need more government interference, but they're saying government needs to make all cars uh, so that it activates a built-in cell phone jammer when it's in movement and uh, deactivates when in park. I know there's a ton of apps out there that you can choose to download to actually prevent yourself from using your cell phone while you're driving. But the argument then is always, so now all the passengers in the vehicle don't have access to to their device as well. Their devices, yeah. yes. Yeah, no, and I agree. There would be nice if there was some sort of automation that, you know, the, the there was some limitation for cellular activity, but you're right, it would eliminate the other four seats from having access. And I know when I travel, um, the two kids in the back seat and, and my, my wife likes to uh, be on her phone as we're driving. So it would be very limiting. It's very controlling for the, for the government to mandate something like that. But you're right, for the driver, you need to put it away. You need to put it in the back seat or you just need to turn it off and turn it off. I'll turn it back on during your breaks when you stop for the bathroom, fill up, you know, uh, get some snacks. That's when you refresh. Um, back in the day before cell phones uh, occurred, you never touched base with family until you got where you were going. It's, it's almost like a whole different world to think of it that way. It seems impossible. Yeah. Uh, my last question for you is, right now, do you have any updated statistics of how many tickets you're handing out for distracted driving, either on a monthly basis or how many were dealt out in last year? 
Um, Alberta Transportation um, has given the the update to uh, March 31st of 2018, and there has been a a steady decline in the last three years, and I I think that's a little bit to do with uh, distracted campaign and the cost of the the actual ticket, plus the now including the demerits, but there's been a little bit of a decline uh, in the last... um, January, sorry, March 31st, 2017 to March 31st, 2018, there was 23,546 distracted driving summons issued in the province of Alberta. Wow. And there's probably that many people who glanced at their phone on their cell phone on the way to work today. Easily, easily. Yeah, it is something we can't live without. The cell phone is... It's, it's a part of us now. Uh, we were, uh, me and my wife were away on the weekend, and there was a table of 10 uh, seated behind us at a very nice restaurant. Eight out of the 10 people were on their cell phone. The only two people that were on, not on their cell phone were probably in their golden years, uh, 70 and above. But everyone else was literally head down at the dining room table uh, on their cell phone in some manner. Within reason, I'm hoping maybe you can paint a, a picture One thing where I think uh, drunk driving, impaired driving ads fall short is they don't actually show what first responders have to see when when a, a horrific collision has occurred and there's mangled bodies and blood. And I think if instead of doing the cute little wine glasses, one in front of another showing, you know, blurred distortion. Yeah, Yeah. I think instead of showing that, if you actually show someone with a detached leg because it's been that's that resonates with people and i that's where i feel for first responders when we don't really think it through when we're texting at the wheel because for the most of the time it's going to work out okay until you hit that construction worker and then it's not and that's where yeah. i think maybe the understanding what you have to see has more of an impact Yes, we we can watch uh, zombies and, and gore on every channel of every TV. We can watch hockey fights uh, of all all nature, but for some reason, advertising and uh, the promotion of traffic safety has always been curbed. I, I know when you talked about that crotches kill, that was a real stretch for um, for a campaign to go out there and actually put that out there. Um, I would like to see some, as you say, a little bit more gore, a little bit more reality as to um, you know the 30% uh, increase in the likelihood of getting involved in a collision and a bad collision while texting or driving and using your cell phone while driving. Constable, thanks for your time. Thank you very much. And for your service. That's Constable Scott Selstead. He's with the Southwest Division in the traffic se- section for EPS. We're talking about distracted driving. A survey out pulling over 1,000 Canadians. 92% said they are completely aware of distracted driving laws, but 25% of them bold still said that they checked their messages while operating a moving vehicle. 41% said they were likely or somewhat likely to check messages at a stopped red light. Both illegal. And uh, I just talked about, I think we need to get more visual with our campaigns. I think we need to start actually showing the horrific scenes that first responders have to roll up to instead of being so cute about it, about the campaigns. And the constable even pointed out that that crotch's kill was a, a big stretch for the government of Alberta. They really were going out and, and pushing the limits on what they felt was safe advertising and not being too crazy with it. And I think you actually show 
a cadaver. You show a body in a vehicle saying they were texting their girlfriend. This is what happened. This is how this happened. Meanwhile, listeners are texting and saying, nope, not going to do it, making it worse. The only thing that will work is to have a huge punishment. Showing extreme images, not going to change it. We need to make it, what, a $15,000 fine and then people will stop? I think that, that might help because you're always like, it's just a re- I'm just going to look really quick. But $15,000 is not worth it.